everybody. Welcome to the Lifetime Training Podcast. And today I am really excited to bring you Mr. Deventry Jordan. He is a father of three, husband, man of God, and principal owner of Game Face Training at Lifetime. And today we're going to talk about performance training, you know, how he started this business and being able to grow it and, and where we're going to go into the future and get into all of the things that, you know, there's so much out there around performance training and, and there's so much wrong. And we're going to get into some of that today. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. It's my first podcast. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's fun, man. And and I really appreciate, you know, and, and this story that we've briefly kind of gone about, I, I, it's a wonderful story. And I, I would love for you to just share, you know, how did you start this thing from, you know, young athlete all the way to, you know, teaming up with Lifetime and growing this thing into the future? Oh, man. Great question. Um, it's funny. I've been asked, I've been asked it a lot over the last six months. Um, you know, I started getting based off the trunk of my car, um, back up a little bit. Um, I traveled, had the privilege of traveling the country, um, IMG, which is now Exos, we used to be API, work with some of the top performance coaches, top college coaches, top athletes in the country, um, and just kind of evolved, you know, kind of came up with my own curriculum. And I just felt like we were missing true performance training in the Midwest. Um, I'm from Minnesota. Um, my family's here. So I came back home after my last NFL combine in 2014, and I just decided that, you know, I'm going to put my foot down and start up game face. Uh, I, I sold my BMW. It was really nice, by the way. Um, <laughs> I bought a Subaru Tribeca. Um, and I took the leftover money and um, I bought some equipment off eBay and uh, started training out the trunk of my car out of churches. I bought a little beat by Dre box thing. And I would, and I would just, I was grinding, man. I was grinding, you know, made some, my wife would make me some flyers on, on, on the computer and we would hand them out, post them up in grocery stores. And, um, I started training my son's basketball team um, when he was in eighth grade and they became a really good basketball team and people started noticing it. And then one thing kind of led to another. I, I moved into a small space and about 800 square feet. And next thing you know, I'm, uh, I'm moving in at 1400 square feet to 5,000 square feet to 12,000 square feet and, you know, and so forth. So, man, it's, it's been a, it's a bit, it's been a testing ride, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, you know, and, and, and thanks for, for giving that. I feel like there's a whole lot missing in between those. I mean, you, you talk about oh, it's a lot grit, it's a lot. you know, grit and hard work and heck selling, you know, even thinking about that selling, you know, oh, your baby probably. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and yeah. taking that and investing it and, you know, what else can, I mean, what struggles happened in between that oh, you know, before we get to so, where we are today? So more recently, um, about, Four years ago, um, I just took, I, you know, I think that people go to business business school, but school of hard knocks is always the best learning for me. Um, I was over, I was cocky, overconfident. Um, I ended up taking on too much, took on two spaces, um, which I never should have. Um, ended up getting evicted, kicked out um, of one, um, just because I just overextended myself. I, I didn't have a good budget. I didn't have have anything said. I knew I was a great trainer, but the business side I was lacking at. And so I, I ended up going to go train out of some people's gyms. And then I ended up getting a smaller gym in Maple Grove, man. And we just knocked the, knocked the roof off that thing. And it allowed for me to really focus. I think what small business owners don't understand, like a guy like myself, I'm the janitor, I'm the HR, um, I'm a head trainer. I do everything. And at the same time, I'm a person, right? You know, I have a family outside of that that I have to take care of, and I got to take care of myself. So 
I think I was talking to some guys a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes that struggle that you go through is good, right? Not all struggle is bad struggle. And if I wouldn't went through the struggle that I did and never gave up and endured it, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So yeah, man, and I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, it, it sucks when we're going through it, but if yeah. you, if you have the mindset that everything's happening for a reason and what can I learn yep. from that? Yeah. And, and yeah. you take that, that's the, who, who's, who's ever made it big without failing, struggling, right. getting beat down, you know it. Um, so. Yeah. And, and, but the problem is like through that struggle, I had lost, I lost my little brother who I raised oh, um, last year. Um, just out the blue, you know, where I was talking to him on a Saturday. Matter of fact, I was talking to him Sunday morning and he passed away Sunday night. You know, um, I lost my mom. Um, so like for me, you know, people see where I'm at today and they're, and they're, and they're frustrated and they're mad, but people don't want those struggles. The struggles that I've had to endure, that I've had to deal with to get to where I'm at, um, the life lessons that I learned, it's, it's hard. And it's only, it, but I, I understand, I tell people this, the struggles that you go through are made for you. It's not made for anybody else. And you have your own type of struggles. I have mine. But the key is it's going through the struggle and helping somebody else go through their struggles. Yeah. Now, you also mentioned, you know, before we, we started recording of, you know, what you feel is the ability in your right to be able to make it. And I'd love for you to dive into that a little bit deeper as well. Make it. Um, I'm making it. Um, me, me, life and business is about a journey. Um. I, I got, and I, and I'm not really goal-minded. I'm on a journey and I'm on a journey to, I have a legacy that I want to fulfill. And the one thing that I've, I've learned by, by talking with Brahm and watching Brahm is that your legacy has to outlive you, right? If it doesn't outlive you, then it's not a legacy. And so my vision has to outlive me. Um, and I'm doing this so that I could take care of my family, that I could show somebody else that grew up similar to me that, listen, you can make it. You don't have to be subject to how you were raised or what you went through in life. And you don't have to take those choices that you don't have to be a professional athlete. You don't have to be a professional musician. There's other things that you can do to be successful. Got it. And, you know, one of the things too is, is a question I wanted to ask you is obviously you're an entrepreneur, you built mm -hmm. this thing. How in the heck did this happen? And what were and why were those conversations? You mentioned Brahm and, and now you're, you know, you're part of Lifetime under Game Face. Yeah. And you yeah. know, what were those conversations and, and why did you do that? Because a lot of people would never think about that, you know, or think that oh, that's man, an opportunity. Was, yeah, you're right. It was it was funny. So COVID, so my brother had died in January. And then I kind of was going through that emotional kick in my in my butt. And then COVID hit in March, March 15th. I remember watching the governor and they said we had to close by 5 p.m. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. But my conscience is telling me you got to respect your government, close down. So we closed down. And um, right when we closed down, you know, I took a couple of months off, right? I'm at home. I would drive out of the gym um, and check on and make sure the electricity and stuff was, you know, no sinks were overflowing and stuff like that. And I sat there. And I just kind of like had a revelation. I'm like, there's got to be more. I need to do more. So I reached out to a Fonda who was a VP for, for Lifetime. And I wanted to be able to do some combine training at Winter Park. And he found up, I've been training his son for the past, since he was a sophomore in high school. He's now was a junior in college at NDSU. And I didn't put two and two together at first. So he finally said, hey, man, we should send out, let's do a, a team's call and let's talk. And then it went, it came, went to, it went so fast. So it went to 
him coming out to see me, watching me train some athletes. This is around June. And then it went into, hey, he brought another VP, another VP out, uh, Christopher Fonzi, to bring a Brom to me. So Brom drove all the way from Chanhassen. When he found it, we sat down. And he says, hey, let's just, won't you give me a trial run for two weeks? He said, we've been trying to figure out performance training in lifetime for the past eight years. And we just didn't seem to get it right. And there's something that you're doing with the limited resources that you have that you're successful. So we went to New Hope, tried it out for a few weeks, um, went back to my gym. And then uh, I went to I went to Brahma. We had a meeting. And 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 in the meeting, you know, he said something that resonated to me because in my in my mind, I was fine. Right. I got my clients. We're training a lot of D1 athletes. I'm finally making some money. You know, I'm good. Then he said, um, you know, if you feel like in your heart, on your own, you can get to where you want to. You should keep just doing you. And he said, but if not, Lifetime is not a bad partner. I'm not a bad partner. I can help you scale this vision beyond your belief. Sat back. I thought about it, prayed about it, you know, talked to my wife. And, you know, growing up hard growth, we're kind of like, we're not, you know, like, no, this can't be. This, this big company just wants to take advantage of this little company. And we were negotiating contracts for about two months. All of a sudden, you know, we have one more meeting. And I just said, let's do it. So that at we joined Lifetime October 1st. And <laughs> now we're in, and going to be in three locations. Uh, we're in two right now. We're getting ready to build our Edina location. Um, we're going to expand across the United States, man, which is, which is exciting is everything he told me that we would do, you know, saying, Hey, we will make game face a national brand across the country. You know, lifetime has over 150 locations. They're the top, uh, training facility company in the world. So it's not a bad partner to be with. Right. And yeah, there's some growing pains. I'm learning a lot of front end business stuff that I should have learned years ago, but it, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to touch kids in Atlanta in Texas, in Florida, you know, Colorado, all over the world. Man, so if you really look at this story, you go from selling your car, yeah. To now you're in Winter Park doing your training. Two hundred fifty thousand square feet. <laughs> Which, if people, go- yeah, for people that don't know, Winter Park is the old Vikings training facility, you yeah. know, that, that we purchased in, yeah. in Evelise on. So, man, that's just congratulations, and yeah. I love it. I tell people we went from 2,500 square feet to 250,000 square feet, right? <laughs> it's amazing. You know, you walk in there and, uh, you know, before I used to go watch practices here when I was younger. And now it's like, this is our performance training facility. Yeah. This is ours. Like, this is ours. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so surreal some days. You know, we got 300-yard football fields. We got a cafeteria. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're buying more equipment. And, but it all leads to just having a vision and having a purpose and, and showing humility and understanding that, you know, what I'm doing is not about me, but it's about what's supposed to be done through me. Yeah. Man. You know, it, it, and, um, Oh, go ahead. And I'm just excited. Yeah. You know, and it, it was funny. I, I was having a conversation, um, over Facebook, which, you know, we should never do ever, mm-hmm. um, around, you know, somebody was saying the importance of a vision isn't as important as, or, or what I would call the why, you know, they were saying the why and the vision mm-hmm. isn't as important as the what. And I was saying, hold on a second, you know, the what you have to know, like if, if you don't have a what, mm-hmm. then, then, 
you know, either the vision is going to help you lead to, to getting to the what, but at the end of the day, yes, the skill sets have to be there. But at the end of the day, you are never going to be as good as you can be if you don't have that vision or if you don't have that why, right. you don't have that North Star that's basically guiding you. And that right. doesn't mean you're spending years and years and years trying to figure out a, a why statement or a vision statement or whatnot. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what propels the motivation to, to do what it is that you want to do. Correct. Correct. Man. You're correct, man. That's you know, and, and I got my son who works with me. He's 22 years old on his last year of college. And so he's seeing the struggles, you know, he's seeing what we've been through and now he's seeing what can happen through perseverance and just hard work. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, and, and I want to make sure I leave something for my family. Right. Yep. Um, I got daughters, you know, um, at a young age and I want them to know that, Hey, you know, this is for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's for you all. That's, you know, man. so fantastic. Well, let's dive into some, you know, some more specifics. I know, you know, and just mm-hmm. looking through the website and stuff, you, you, you say something trained different <laughs> and, and I would love for you to explain, what do you mean by that? Because again, you know, the, it's, it's baffling the amount of performance training that's out there that is mm-hmm. just nonsense, you know? And, and, and okay. I think people are, I think some people are doing it because they don't know any better and they're trying to do something. Sure, um, sure. But then there's the ignorance of knowing that they don't really know anything and then trying to do something. And, and so, you know, I would love for you to go into, you know, what game face is about and, and what that train different means. Train different. You know, we, we, we started uh, using a two tack lines win today and train different a few years ago um, because we had to start separating ourselves from the other performance coaches. And, you know, as you know, you see on social media, there's a lot of guys who have great bodies who look good. And it's more about how they look versus what their client needs to get done. And so we have a true progression. Like all of our athletes get customized program. We call it we we don't do anything cookie cutter. Every athlete comes in, gets an evaluation. Um, we look at what they need to work on. Everybody has deficiencies. We point out those deficiencies and we cater the program based on what they need. And so um, usually our athletes come in, we do some type of a movement. And it's followed by the lift. Now, the lift is followed by the movement that they do. And so if you're a soccer player, you will do XYZ movement, then you do XYZ lift mm-hmm. for your sport. And I think that's the difference that, that, that we bring to the table is that we offer true performance training. The issue that you see now in this industry is like you have people who used to be athletes, right? And they've trained a certain way. And now they're getting a kind of personal training, right? Got a personal training certification. Now these guys are guys and girls are mixing performance training with personal training. Um, and it's not true performance training. That's why we tagline ourselves train different. Yeah. And you got these, all these people buying these franchises uh, and they haven't been through the grit, through the grind like we have to understand what true progressions are. You know, with me, I talk to some of the top performance coaches all the time in the in- industry. It's always evolving. You know, I'm human. I say, hey, what do you think about doing this? Should we be doing that? What about doing this this way? What about this way? And these are people who are respected in the industry that I collaborate with to make sure that we're on the cutting edge and that we're offering some of the top programs. Yeah. You know, and, and the one thing that I looked into too is your background of, you know, who you went and learned from, you know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, from, you know, the performance side through, you know, Paul check. I actually, his episode's mm-hmm. going to air right after yours. Okay, nice, so, nice, um, nice. You know, and he he's amazing. So, you know, it's, it's great to see that you've got it from, several different angles yeah. and obviously mm-hmm. the, the experience, you know, and some of the other things that I saw too, is that you have, you know, specific positional coaches as well yes. for certain yep. things as well. Yes. Would you mind diving into that? Yeah. So what, what we try to do is 
we take a whole approach. And I think the issue with some performance coaches, they try to do everything. I don't know everything. So what we did, we just brought on Todd Bauman, a 13-year NFL vet, to kind of help train quarterbacks. I don't know how to coach quarterbacks. I know how to make them a better athlete. Um, then we brought in Rashid Hegeman, who was a second-round draft pick with the Atlanta Falcons, went to the University of Minnesota, do some D-line work. Um, I brought in Kevin Brown, um, who's a D-back specialist and a performance coach. I got it. Uh, Nico, um, who's been with me forever, who understands the performance side, and he's really good at footwork, creating opportunities, creating opportunity in little spaces. That's what I call them. Um, so I brought in these guys to kind of help round out our staff, and we're still looking for more, right? Because we want to be able to offer everything underneath one roof as a community. Um, my son was a basketball player in college, so he's kind of heading over our basketball side of things for performance. So I bring in people for specific needs, and we're all we all create the curriculum, and we're all one team. Got it. You know, one thing I'd love you know to dive into a bit deeper uh, as we think about this is you know what do you see out there? I mean, there's there's parents listening to this. There's obviously trainers mm-hmm. listening to this. And what have you seen as one of the biggest mistakes that parents may make in in regard to trying to train their kid? And again, intentions are well, but you never know how that goes. They don't have enough information. Um, parents, trainers, kids, based off what they read on on blogs or you looking at YouTube. And I'm not saying that the stuff on YouTube is not good information, but it may not be what their kid needs. It may not be the progression they need to be at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the kid may need to understand basic footwork and they're doing um, uh, high-end footwork when a kid does, can't even do a simple lateral drill. So I, I, I guess... You know, for me, it's like they don't ask enough questions, do enough research, and really understand what their kid really needs. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny too. I always, I always talk about you can't accelerate until you decelerate. And, Correct. And and so many people you see get on that thing and box jump, box jump, box jump, or, or jump, <laughs> and they and they land, and it's just like it hurts right. to even watch them land, yeah. and then wondering why their kid is either getting injured or, or yeah. not, you know, not performing the way that they wanted. Yeah you know, the, the technique side of it, anything that you can yeah. go, you know, everybody thinks, Oh, I know how to run. I've talked to this about my son the other day. Oh, I know how to run. Right. No, no, right. you actually right. don't. <laughs> but- <laughs> you got me laughing. You know, simple. I watch these guys. I see people on YouTube jumping 60 inch plyo boxes and stuff like that. And, and the form is off and it's terrible. And I'm and in my head. I'm like, for what, why, mm-hmm. why, when are you ever going to really do that? You know, one of you are ever going to, you know, like we get parents that want us to do heavy lifting with their kids. I'm like, these are kids. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm not going to put 700 pounds on the kids back when he's in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other ways to manipulate the manipulate the body for a kid to get a great workout, right? You know, when you go to college, they're going to do enough, enough heavy lifting on their own. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to prepare the kid to go to college, prepare the kid to get that scholarship so the kid doesn't get injured, you know? Yeah. Um, so the kid understands how to decelerate accelerate, you know? So I, it amazes me what, what I see Yeah, it is, man. on social media. <laughs> well, and again, I like to think intentions are right, but I just think it's sometimes ignorance. And, yeah. and I've seen one drill, I, I, I seen one drill where a kid was doing a ladder drill and then they were throwing like volleyballs at the kids. Like, like, like they were playing dodgeball. I'm like, you just went from doing a ladder drill so now, now the kid is in fight or flight, yeah. you know, and he's spending for his life because he's going to get hit in the face with the volleyball. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
but you look at it, it gets four or 500 likes, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and again, that's again, one of the biggest reasons for this podcast is to be able to help trainers, which is the majority yep. of the audience understand and learn from people that have done it and uh, yeah. to a high level of, of success. Um, well, you know, the other thing too, is, you know, you've got a bunch of different things services wise from performance, yes, pro youth in season, off season mm-hmm. co- combine work, uh, yes, mind diving into some of the stuff that you do there. So, um, we have a few different things. We have learning the train phase and that's getting a younger kid kind of teaching them the fundamentals of training, understanding verbal cues, movement placements. Um, then we have training to train phase. That's kind of like for our high school athletes who are you know, serious about sports now, right? They're, they're, they're committed to either the sport that they play. So kind of digging in and training them for that sport that they play. Then we have our training and game phase. That's more for our professional athletes, um, specific footwork, um, you know, specific lifts, deloads, et cetera. Um, so we, we have, we narrowed it down to three categories. Now we have team training where we train a team, um, volleyball teams, football teams, basketball teams, and then we have performance training, and that's a mixture of movement and lifting. And then we just have speed and agility. That's just kids coming in here for footwork. They may do their lifting after high school or college, and they come to us just to get faster. Got it. You know, what, one of the things you said earlier, uh, just a minute ago, that I'd love for you to dive into is, you know, I always say the fundamentals. You know, if you look at the best mm-hmm. in the world, the most successful, you know, the whatever sport, the Kobe's, right. the Michaels, the, you know, whomever they master the fundamentals. And right. sometimes when you're trying to teach that to a kid, it's very difficult. And mm-hmm. anything that you can share with the trainers out there or even the parents out there to help them, like, what do you say? What do you do with the kids to get them to understand that these fundamentals are the things that you need to master? And if you do these things, it's going to take it to the next level without them just kind of breezing through it. We always tell kids, if you can't progress past the basic fundamentals, I'm going to regress you. And kids have to, like I said, they understand stride length, stride frequency, right? Uh, lateral step, you know, decelerate, accelerate, how to do a proper plyo box jump. Mm-hmm. If they can't do that, then we won't go to any other drills until they get that right. And I think the problem that we see is trainers get frustrated, parents get frustrated, and they start progressing these kids, you know, just to keep the client versus doing what's right for the kid yeah. or they put them in a group of advanced kids and they're not ready Yeah, and then you they know? Lose or they put an advanced kid. Yeah. yeah. They lose motivation or they put an advanced kid with a basic kid. So understanding where the kid is at, where they need to go do a proper evaluation um, proper programming is everything. Got it. Got it. Well, that's great. Well, you know, I, I would love for you to dive into now just, um, you know, you, you mentioned your plans for growth and, you know, how Lifetime's been mm-hmm. able to allow you to help do that. But, you know, what are those plans and what are you looking for? Because there might be trainers that are listening to this that says, hey, I want to get involved in this. So, you know, <laughs> um, as it gets into the different areas. So we're looking for coaches um, basically with the CSCS or some type of the U.S. Olympic weightlifting, speed and agility background um, that want to have a chance to grow, grow with a national brand. Um, we plan on growing in all the major states, Florida, Texas, Atlanta, Colorado, um, Canada, Toronto, Canada. We have a full field up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona, you know, where you're at. Yeah. Um, so we plan on, on making our mark in all these major markets where athletes are at. Got it. That's fantastic. And, and you said the requirement is a CSCS and, and CSCS or equivalent. Yep. Us, yep. Yeah, US Olympic weightlifting, right. you know, USA track and field. 
Perfect. Well, you know, and then it, also too, what we're doing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. We're no, also you're creating our own. We're creating our own performance certification right now through LTU. So okay. we're creating a level one certification, level two, and level three through Got Lifetime it. University. That's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know, anything else that you want to share with the audience, let them know, or or trainers out there in general, would be great. I think that as a performance coach, I call us performance coaches. I like for me, I'm always willing to learn. There's always information. There's always new information out here. And making sure that you're not getting any information but the right information. Mm -hmm. And that you have a group of people that you can counsel with on a regular basis just to do check-ins, just to make sure that you're doing things right. Um, I think sometimes as performance coaches, we're too prideful. We think we got it all figured out, right? Um, I think that we always have to be willing to evolve past where we're at and listen and show humility and be humble about it. That's it, man. I always say, you know, you know, I had a personal vision, you know, that I had created early, like my second year at Lifetime. I've been 18 years now, almost with Lifetime was through the relentless pursuit of educating myself and others, change mm-hmm. the reputation of the health club trainer nationally and help people grow mm-hmm. personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that that vision was what allowed me at one point, I was a director of education before I got into, you know, where I'm at right mm-hmm. now. And and I, and I truly believe that that's it. And the, the two mottos I've always said is the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know, and there's mm-hmm. stuff happening, you know, and, and what you said right there before was, you know, keep learning, but then take that information and make sure you're bouncing it past a mentor, bouncing it past a group yeah. of peers yeah. to be able to vet that and, and understand that. And where are you getting that from? Cause there's, there's some mm-hmm. stuff out there, you know, now that like is blown my mind recently, you know, uh, yeah, things yeah. like combat, you know, so it, it's just know that. And the more, you know, like I said, the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know. And sometimes what's right today is wrong tomorrow. What's wrong tomorrow is right today. So it's, it's not For an sure. easy, it's a, not an easy industry. <laughs> no, you're right. It's not. And you know, a new piece of equipment comes out and it changes the whole industry, man. There's yeah. so much different stuff out here, man. And yeah. It's blowing me away, especially now being in a position that I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to know so many different vendors and I'm talking to, you know, the Pat Regans who knows everything underneath the sun about it. <laughs> He's equipment. the OG, Oh, man. my God. Oh, my God. He gosh. is the man. <laughs> he knows everything about from mini bands to yep. the Sornex leg press machines. to the, yep. And, like, I'm just, like, I didn't know there were, like, eight different types of leg press machines. I didn't know, <laughs> you know, I'm just, like... <laughs> It's you know, it just it and master and master negotiator, <laughs> master negotiator. Yeah, you can't take that out. Master, master negotiator. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, thank so, you so much for being on, and I really appreciate it. And I look forward to meeting you in person and helping you grow this thing. You know, and and making it you know as big, if not bigger, than anything else that's out there, man. Amen. I, you know, I'm I'm excited about doing some more podcasts with you and kind of getting to the nuts and bolts about speed and agility, you know, yep. linear, lateral, multi-directional agility, stuff like that. I, I'm excited yep. to do that stuff with you also. Yeah, we will. And we're going to dive into a lot more technical, yes. know, technical yes. information as we get going. So uh, I'm, I'm all for that, man. So thank you so much. You have a wonderful day.